Uh, Please take a seat, and if you're settling in, that's fine, don't worry. Today we're thinking, um, we're following on that theme of start here. Um, And I thought this morning we'd take that idea of journeys, that the wise men went on a journey to um, find the newborn king. I wonder for you where you think your faith journey began. Perhaps you feel like you've been on this journey for a really long time. And for others of us, perhaps we just think, well, maybe I'm just dipping my toe in. I'm not even sure I'm on a faith journey. I'm just sort of seeing what might happen. We uh, find the story of the Magi's journey to worship Jesus is full of persistent investigation. When they see the sign, the star in God's creation, they set out on an investigative journey. They begin what we might think of as a faith journey, faith that they will find someone at the end of it. And along the way of that journey, they ask experts or people that might know a bit more than them to answer their questions until they find what they've been looking for, God in the flesh. And he isn't where they expected him to be. But we are told they were overjoyed. We read about this account in Matthew's Gospel, and it's going to come up on the screens. Here we are. Now, I'm looking for a brave, uh, I think I'm going to say adult, to be our narrator for today. He's feeling, feeling it. Come on. Be brave. Daddy. Yeah, maybe. Come on, guys. Oh, dear. Do I have to choose someone? Excellent. Good idea. Pick Rob. There we go, Emily. Okay, give that to Rob. Excellent. So Rob is going to be our narrator. I also need a, uh, let me see. I need a King Herod. So do I have one of them? Let me see. Do I have a Herod? Oh, I don't know what's happened. It's like you've had Christmas or something. <laughs> Deary me. Right. Yes, Carl. You're going to make a great Herod. So, Rob, when we get to Herod, I'd like you to dash across. In fact, you could just go sit next to Carl now. Excellent. Now, you're not getting out of it because this half on this side... Okay, so even roughly on this side, you are the Magi, okay? You're the Magi. And this side, uh, you are the teachers of the law, okay? So Magi, teachers of the law, narrator, evil King Herod. Excellent. Right, narrator, off you go. The Magi visit the Messiah. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod... Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. 
When King Herod heard that he was disturbed, heard this he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chiefs, priests, and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. (laughs) After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Thank you. Excellent reading. So, I wasn't here, because I was away, but on Christmas Day, I believe you were thinking also about the wise men. Is that right? A little bit? A little bit, yeah. And I think you were thinking about presents, um, and the fact that it's Jesus' birthday, and therefore we should be giving him a present of our presents. The Magi, we 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 read, completed their journey with worship. They bowed down and they worshipped him. They were overjoyed. They were filled with joy as they worshipped. And they presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. We all know that story. If you ask me about my journey and my time that I came to that place of worship, I'd probably say university was my time where I came to a place where I wanted and desired and was overjoyed to worship. It was in that moment that I had an experience of being in his presence, just like the wise men came to Jesus and were in his presence and were overjoyed. I can really identify with that. It was that moment that I offered my gift to Jesus. I said, Jesus, you've had a bit of me in the past. Now you get it all. But my journey, like the Magi, was full of signs, full of moments where I had an inkling that there was something more, even down to the fact that my mum once, this sounds absolutely crazy, invited a faith healer to come and, feed, come and heal her horse. And even in that moment, God was speaking to me physically as she was in the room. And I thought, I really am uncomfortable. And I felt physically sick. 
And even that, I'd say, is part of the signs that tied me in to find the true faith healer, Jesus himself. I wonder about you, what signs have led you to God? And what signs continue to lead you to him? What are the signs that confirm to you, yeah, God is real, God is who he says he is? Are there those things that you can identify with? What helps you to see those signs and what do you pursue? Before we have that moment of worship, we all see some signs. We do. Like the wise man looking, we can see them too. And sometimes we look for them, we're investigative types, and sometimes we just sort of stumble upon them. We have a moment where we think, whoa, I think that was God. In the Bible, we read this, I hope. It says in Romans 1, verse 20, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. What about your signs? Where do you see signs of God? For some of us, it'll be in creation. For others, it'll be in church. For others, it's in his word. For others, it's in other believers meeting our needs and loving us. For some of us, it's an experience. We're all really different. The signs that drew us to Jesus are all different. The lives of other Christians, perhaps, or our parents, are all signs of God. So, we're going to have a little bit of think about the signs now, and I'm going to hand you over to Ali to explain the activity that is on your table in front of you. Okay. So we've seen that we see signs of God differently in different ways. And what one person uh, sees as a sign, another person might not. But when did our journeys begin? Was it uh, when we acknowledged Jesus and we worshipped him like the wise man? Was it when we saw those first signs and maybe started to investigate Or was it long before that? In the passage we read, the wise man saw the star in the sky that had been birthed in creation. The teachers of the law directed the wise men to signs prophesied hundreds of years before that a king... God's king would be born in Bethlehem. In Ephesians, we see that it says, God chose us in him, that is Jesus, before the world, before the creation of the world. It's confusing, but perhaps mind-blowing, to think 
that our journey started before we started to worship, that our journey started before we saw those signs, but also that our journey started before creation itself. In Genesis, we read, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God spoke. And at that moment that God spoke, the plan was put into action, formalized and finalized, a plan to create people whom God would love. And he did it in the full knowledge of what was to come. As he laid the foundations of the world, he laid in place signs for us, signs for the Magi, signs for the prophets, signs for the people that would lead us to him. And it started when God spoke. I wonder if you've ever chosen to create something knowing the risk involved. I guess a really simple example would be cooking a meal for others, perhaps on Christmas Day, and not knowing how people will react. I occasionally get, this is disgusting, before they've even, even tried it. I know, and probably no one else gets that other than me. More serious is when we choose to create a life and we have a baby. It's a massive risk. We don't know what will happen. Sometimes we choose jobs that are risky. We don't know if actually they will make any difference at all. But it says um, that God chose to create for joy. Um, He didn't do it with blind hope that somehow it would sort itself out. He did it with a very clear plan in place. So I want us to stand and sing what a beautiful name, the name of Jesus. Because in there it talks about you were the word of God in the beginning. The whole thing, the plan was in place. So let's stand and sing our next song. Well, well done. I'm enjoying the embracing of the Lego making. There was some serious reluctance at first, just some staring at Lego. They're tough questions, aren't they? They're questions uh, to make you think. When we look at our own creations and we think, if I knew it would cause pain, would I create it? I honestly have to say I wouldn't. But I guess that's because I don't know everything. I don't have foreknowledge. I don't stand at the beginning of my creation seeing it all played out before me and knowing that somehow it's worth it. There's something we don't know because we are not God. We've seen this morning that our journeys 
start before we worship. They start before we see signs, which we see every day. We see that they're embedded in every part of creation. And we see that it starts when God spoke into being. Despite the pain, suffering, God chose to create and himself entered into pain and suffering with us for the joy before him. In Jeremiah, we're told, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. We cannot fail to find him because he has placed the signs ahead of us. The desire in our hearts, the signs in creation, in the fabric of everything woven together is God's love and peace and redemption. So just before we finish and we pray, we're going to attempt a quiet moment. And that doesn't mean, let's be realistic, it doesn't mean that our children down here are going to be quiet. But for us, let's try and just quieten ourselves for a moment. Maybe close your eyes. And just pause for a moment to think of your journey. Our journeys are complicated. Like the book Pilgrim's Progress, we have setbacks, struggles... Times of joy, times when we feel utterly lost. But now in our minds, let's just pause to take into account the God who planned us. The God who chose to create you. The God who had planned your redemption before he even spoke a word. Lord Jesus, as a shining star once guided the Magi to your birthplace, we thank you that you have provided signs for all of us to see you, the invisible God. We thank you that before you created, you planned for us. You planned to step down, to give up your throne. You placed the stars in the sky and so many other signs to point to you. And Father, we pray for ourselves and others still desiring to see more of you, 
to encounter you for the first time or just to encounter you again. Lord, you have promised that when we seek you, we will find you. So give us and others this coming year of 2020 the desire to seek and find you. And we commit this morning to you and all that you have said and spoken, all that we have sung and thought, to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.